Welcome to The Bridge. Fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Hello, everyone. My name is Jason. You can call me by my Chinese name, Shangguan Jiewan. I am from California. I'm living here in China in beautiful Wuhan. And hello, everybody. I am Alex Shi. And if you want to learn my Chinese name, it's Shi Xiaoxuan. That's your challenge. I am talking to you from Beijing, China. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. So today we're going to be talking about film, Alex. Dog, dog, da, 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 dog, dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just named my favorite childhood movie. Ooh. But I also kind of wanted to focus on maybe American perceptions of Chinese cinema, Chinese actors, Chinese like culture around movies. And we can talk a little bit about like yeah. maybe some of the movies that they like are really popular in, in China. So sure. everyone, I think in America knows Jackie Chan. I'm, I'm just thinking everybody in the world okay, knows sorry, Jackie sorry. Chan. Okay. Yes. Jackie Chan is a global <laughs> famous, like Michael Jackson, you know, he's well known. You go like, okay, you could go to like some part of, I don't know, some, uh, what is Papua New Guinea and like go into the jungle and then they're Probably. like, do you know McDonald's? No. What's that? But you're like, do you no. know Michael Jackson? Yes. Michael Jackson. So you may be Jackie Chan. Yeah. Pepsi and like, <laughs> yeah, Michael Jackson, <laughs> yeah, Jackie Chan, world Pro- famous. He's probably up there, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, he has an interesting reputation. Let's just talk about that very briefly before we talk about any movies or anything. He has a very interesting kind of mixed, checkered relationship with China. When I first moved to China, he was like a national hero. It was like, oh yeah, Uncle. Jackie Chan. Yeah, I don't remember what was his Chinese. What is what's his Chinese <laughs> no, name? It's not uncle. It's da ge. It's like the big Daga, brother. Big brother. Big brother. Yeah. Thank you. See exactly. He's he. he but at some point, he he had a. Uh, some lady trouble or something and now he's like on a little bit on the out sometimes it's like uh, it depends on who you're talking to really yeah i mean it doesn't really bother most people's perception on how he is looked as looked at as kind of the pride of china because he Mm. he got the 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 award the oscar award as you know the honorary what's that title like you're you're honored throughout your whole life and whatever Mm -hmm. and that lady thing i think it's just kind of a that's a whole again we i feel like we say this way too often there's like another episode that we could do on just the celebrities and what they are expected of by the society and people in in these two countries. Like Mm. he is, um, I mean, he came up in the uh, late eighties or mid eighties and all the way. And that was when everything was very much just all over the place. And I think it was just, I think he, it's about the the mother of uh, his, his son. And that was, that caused a little bit of a, not scandal, but it, it stirred up quite some discussion on, hmm. on, on why and how should. But, you know, at the end of the day, for me, it's his personal life. But he's still, he's still, like, he's still the dago for, like, hmm. everybody. And I just watched, it's funny that we're talking about him, because I just watched this video of this top Japanese celebrity. And I don't know how to say his name in English, but he is absolutely all the way up there. And then when he saw Jackie Chen coming on to show that he was on to, oh my God, you see his face just go whoosh, all the way red. And he was like, oh my God, <laughs> it's you. Dago, dago. They call him that. Wow, too. that's amazing. 
There's so there's so much to talk about here. I'm trying to not overwhelm myself with my own thoughts. You know, <laughs> when I see Chinese movies, I see it through the, my wife's eyes because a, a lot of what I have learned about Chinese culture, cinema, obviously, has been through you know the person I spend most of my time with. So everything I yeah. learn, she's she, my wife is you know a little bit older. She's a young lady. Sorry. If she's listening, of course, of course she is listening. Yes. Uh, she's, she's, you know, her generation, when they were watching cinema, it was Hong Kong cinema. Everything like from her generation, like is all about all the Hong Kong movies. So Andy Lau and Stephen Cho, yep. Jackie Chan, all of these like the 1980s comedies movies that came out in the 1990s, like police movies and all of the stuff that yes. comes out of Hong Kong. She's obsessed with that stuff. We were actually in a Hong Kong restaurant last night. We're sitting there waiting for a table and like this picture of Jackie Chan when he's, you know, a lot younger and like Andy Lau and stuff on the wall everywhere. There's a ton of pictures of Andy Lau. It's like half of the wall is like Andy Lau <laughs> everywhere because he's in so many He's movies. the national lover or he was. He's extremely handsome. I gotta say, <laughs> yeah. You know. You could have your different styles or you could have your preference on guys but if you mm, don't think mm. Andy Lau is attractive, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> he's a very, very masculine kind of looking dude. Yes. Yeah. Oh, anyway, back to Jackie Chan. You know, what's interesting, there's a park in Beijing where you live. It's called um, the Old Summer Palace. There was a, there's an area that was like a sacked in like a century ago, more than a century ago, by a bunch of international powers. And there was a zodiacal like a fountain there. So it has the 12 uh, zodiac animals with human bodies in their animal heads. And mm. these heads were were taken and so, and they were t t taken to various parts of the world by these various invading powers, France, Germany, United States, Britain, uh, I think there were even some Indian soldiers there. <laughs> and uh, so, one of Jack Jackie Chan's movies is about recovering these. But what's really interesting, and what might, might not be well known in America, is Jackie Chan, in his personal life, also spent a lot of time lobbying for getting these repatriated to China. And I think he succeeded in getting one or two actually back into China. So, in addition to being known as this great actor, among like, you know, China lovers, he's also like very well known as someone who fights for things that are important to Chinese spirit, the, the culture of China, because this, this, uh, this fountain was very important or this, this entire park yeah. and what happened to China there is very culturally significant. It is because it's, uh, I think, uh, it's, it's called, uh, Yuan Mingyuan, the old summer palace and it's, it's yeah, way yeah, yeah. out in the, the, the north. Um, yeah. And I didn't know that he was personally recovering the heads of those, uh, stolen, uh, sculptures. And that's kind of, it's, it's, it's sort of like that was the last, the thing that happened to China before the world kind of went into war, mm. um, where, you know, the, the Western powers kind of just came over and trying to get their piece of cake, uh, from the, the, the very last bit of the Qing dynasty. So it's still kind of, we still, we were not trying to defend ourselves as much back then. I mean, the old, you know, Chinese, the, the government back then, the royal family were, was not trying to defend the country or their sovereignty as much. But that's, well, the history is a whole different topic. But Jackie Chan, <laughs> like, most of the time that you see him on camera, he's going to be wearing those very traditional, like the Kung Fu shirt that you talked about, mm. the just Chinese 
the we call it Tang Zhuang, like the Tang style mm. shirts. And I love it. I remember when he got that Oscar award uh, a few years back. He was wearing this long rope, and it, you know, it looks like the the Ip Man kind of rope. And it's mm, just, mm. I was like, oh my! It, it just looks so. He's done good. all of these. Firstly, obviously, is real well known in the U.S. Is that he's done all these American kind of English movies? You know, like yeah, Rush Hour, yeah, Rush Hour, and the sequels. And but he's also done all of these Chinese movies that are not that well known in America also. So he does all these kids movies and Kung Fu movies in America. And he goes back and his schedule in, in, in Hong Kong movies and in China, mainland China movies, he's like also equally busy. He's constantly producing, you know, movies all the time. And so his repertoire of movies is way bigger than people are going to find on Netflix because he, he, yeah. he does, he does movies in, in Cantonese and in Mandarin and in English. And, um, yep. Yep. Yeah. And I think I think people love him for the reason that he is probably one of the most hardworking people that you could you could find in today's showbiz. He is, like you said, doing so many different things, and he's super well dedicated to all of them. And and he's I think he's in the early sixties already, right? And he's still yeah he he's he's up there. Yeah, <laughs> when yeah, I when I was a little still- kid, I was watching his movies, and he was like a man to me. So I'm sure he's older than me. <laughs> <laughs> the drunken master. <laughs> I've seen that. Yes, it's pretty good. There's actually a couple of drunken master movies. Yeah, he's he's in one of them, but there's like two or three other like drunken master movies in Chinese cinema. Also, well, I'm not sure. I just know the one that he was in. Oh, okay. Well, you know, he's not the only actor, obviously, that is from China that is well-known in uh, the U.S. Other actors and actresses, are, or should we use actor for both females and males? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep up, you know, with all the... I know, I know. What's important, how to, how to communicate. I am actually a big fan of Chinese mm-hmm. actress Zhou Dongyu. Are you familiar? It's very... I saw the list when you sent it to me when we were pre- prepping for mm. the show. And I that was so... I First off, I love her. And apparently she speaks very good English. Yeah, she does. Yeah, I mean, when when uh, hopefully our podcast does really well. Maybe we'll see one day we can get her on the podcast and, you know, be... That would be amazing. Right? And I know you will be very happy. Um, <laughs> I really, I really, really like her. I love her style of acting but i was surprised that you you put her name on there instead of all of these other kind of the cliche not the cliche but the more well-known chinese actress uh actresses in the world like Gongli, Zhangzi, like lucy leo oh yeah, yeah like sure. even just the chinese chinese actresses and zhou dongyu because zhou dongyu hasn't i don't think she has done any big hollywood movies yet and she's very much domestic i think a lot of people who appreciate cinema you know not like your typical like American living in like a uh, rural America, Kentucky necessarily, <laughs> but uh, like a, a lot of people who are really big cinema buffs really like some of her movies, like Better Days. Mm. It's, I think it, it won several awards internationally. It's like a really well known movie. People who like cinema know who she is. Actually, I put her on the list for a reason. I actually wanted to complain. Uh, what do, what's I the problem? No, okay, here's she did all these movies and she's a really amazing actress. Uh huh. As an actress as someone who's actually able to perform and make you believe that they're the person in the movie that you're seeing it's you know a lot of the time you know i'm going to complain about ben affleck really quick this is going to make my point (laughs) when i watch ben affleck i see this actor Uh who's kind of stumbling around and i'm like why did why is it ben affleck why because i can't see the act i can't see the character i love stories i love movies and when i'm watching like an actor who's not Uh brad pitt for example who's a really great actor 
Brad Pitt makes me think he's the character. I forget he's Brad Pitt at some point. And initially, I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. it's handsome Brad Pitt, right? And then it's like, it's not Brad Pitt. It's this person in this story. And Ben Affleck is like, breaks that barrier for me. And I'm constantly, oh, why is Ben Affleck such a terrible actor? <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> sorry, my personal thing, I'm, he's a very yeah, good looking yeah, guy yeah. or whatever, whatever. He's great. I'm sure he's super tall and he great looks great in <laughs> Batman suit. But I, I just constantly see this actor. But, you know, Joe Dongyu is this actress. I I forget that she's who she is and I see the character on the screen and that's what is great about our movies. And my complaint is this. She stopped really doing cinema recently. In the last couple of years, she's doing a TV show and she's modeling <laughs> for like Oppo and like Victoria's Secret. And I, my frustration is this. She's such a good actress. I'm kind of sad that she's so beautiful. The problem is she's she's now making money on looking good and that's taking away from her ability to be an actress and i think her you, she should get back into cinema and move away from all of this other stuff that's wasting her her talent <laughs> this is the most worked up i've seen you jason since we started doing our show and i really do hope this does get to to joe don't you herself but you, but you, you know you know it's sometimes like you said most of the movies that she's been in you like them yeah, right yeah. and maybe it's just because she hasn't found a script that mm. she really really feels for the past couple of years so give her a little bit of time i'm sure she's gonna come <laughs> back to the to the big screen and then at that same time if she needs to make more have more exposure and let her have it you know maybe this is uh gonna help her segue into the international market even more <laughs> and just go out and represent chinese actresses who actually know how to you know, portray characters with her English speaking capabilities. Maybe she'll get a role well, in Hollywood. Well, you else. mentioned a few names that I uh, you say I skipped over. So, so, who would you say are some of the better, well known Chinese actresses that are like more international? Well, I think for one, uh, uh, Zhang Maiyu, Maggie Chang, Maggie Chang. Ch yeah, 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 Chang, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know how yeah. to say that. You know, she, she does properly. TV. She's like a doctor on TV. No, she's mostly movie. I saw. I thought she was a doctor on on a TV show. Yeah. She, maybe she did like TV mm. shows when she was really young, but ever since, um, her favorite movie that, uh, uh my favorite movie, her favorite movie. I wish I knew what her favorite <laughs> movie was. Uh, my favorite movie of Maggie Chang was, uh, the one with Leo Lee. Um, it's called Comrade mm. Almost a Love Story. In Chinese, it's called Tia Mimi, which is called Sweet Honey or Honey Sweet Sweet. It's a, it's a very, it, I love those period stories that kind of tells the, the transition of an era through the lens of mm. these two mm. people mm. that seem so small and so, so helpless. And I, I remember I watched that movie like in its entirety for the first time when I first moved to Boston. And for some reason, that just gave me so much connection with that, that, time period when i mean it was the late 80s and early 90s i was still a baby um but it just made me feel like i was part of that transition when stock market first became a thing in china and people were trying to go to hong kong and some people make it some people don't and they come back and it's just like how the the kind of the waves of the time was pushing you around and you look at these two people how they're making their life track change mm. and how they're trying to adjust but her most well-known movie of course is um uh which is called The Mood for Love. It's by Wong Kar Wai. Uh, her with uh, uh, mm. Tony Lang. Uh, I really can't say the last names correct in, in Cantonese pronunciations, but she's, I, for me, she is so elegant. She actually, like in terms of, you know, the 
kind of the out the look and the appearance she she sort of you know you sort of sort of reminds me of her a little bit um but jodong is a lot more bubbly a lot more lively you know and, and and maggie is more someone that's more elegant and she did this movie that i really really recommend it's not a chinese movie but mm. she's in it it's called clean and it's a very good i like art house films that's kind that kind of is one of those movies for me but she's just kind of the when you say maggie chang that just it's a, just says elegance mm. classy and world famous and she was the first one because and, and because of uh uh hero mm-hmm. as well the movie hero she really made her name out there and it was all solid movies she was in and i just i really like her and then the others would be you know after her there's there's gong li uh there's the zhang ziyi or zhang whichever way mm. that's better known to to you know people in the in, in the in the u.s or elsewhere I have to say, yeah. most of those names I'm not familiar with, so I feel kind of embarrassed. But um, I think in America, what who, someone who's really famous, a female, is uh, Angela Baby. Because she was in Independence Day 2. Yeah, I mean, really? you know, Americans, they, they see blockbusters, Independence Day 2. She was a, a fighter pilot that, like, flew into space. And, like, so she's, like, well, pretty well, well known. And, I mean, in, <laughs> in China, she's known for, what's that TV show where they go all over the country playing games? I forget what it's called. Running Man. Running Man, yeah. But in America, she's really well known because of Independence Day 2. And, like, that was a blockbuster movie with, like, tons of, oh, you wow. know, big actors and actresses in it. And a very high-budget film. So, sh- she's super well known because of that movie. I did not know that she has, a, like, a rep- not a reputation, but people really knew who she was in the States. I think it's mostly just Independence Day 2. And she that was, like, her breakthrough where it was like, okay, who is this? And, you know, obviously, she's a fair um. lady for a a lot of people <laughs> oh some a very pretty lady you know other m- movies that i think are really famous are detective chinatown you know which is also yeah. huge in China, massive. I saw them all in the theaters, and it was like very—they're very entertaining, super funny. I think the whole detective part is just like a vehicle or a vessel yeah. to just throw tons and tons of like slapstick comedy. Together. You know, I when they were filming, I think it was Detective Chinatown two or, or not three because three just came out last year, right? Uh, when they were filming mm. two, uh, they were filming in New York, and I was in New York, and I was just hoping Ooh. I was like trying to make a trip to Chinatown every day just just in case I could <laughs> run into the, the the lead the cast or the director himself and I didn't I did not run into them uh during filming but I did sit right behind the director when I went to watch uh Wicked I think wow um yeah he was right in front you must of me. add nice seats to Wicked if he was sitting if you were sitting behind the director of one of the biggest movies of you know like the last few years it was a birthday gift it was a birthday gift I saw Wicked too but I was in the bleachers nosebleeds oh i was i was in roll five <laughs> wow bragging <laughs> but yeah he was sitting right in front of me and i was like oh my god that's him in real life wow 
That's yeah. very cool. But I haven't watched any of the Detective Chinatown movies. Really? Oh my gosh, you should see them. No. They're so funny. I will, I will. They're really, really funny. And I think after I the will. last one, I think that's like a really big thing for them to like go to different places. So now that they've done like Japan and New York and Thailand, I see them going to like France next or something because they just seem to, or like Germany anywhere, because they seem to like, it's a now like an international trek around the world because they they can't just go back to the same places anymore so they're gonna it's a great fun it's a lot of fun you got to see it it's you know like james bond and goes around it's always like oh james bond in algeria yeah. okay james bond in like the south in america james bond okay is in russia now and that's one of the things that people like about james bond it's like you get to see the world it's like going on a like a trip somewhere and in detective chinatown's kind of yeah. like that it's like wherever they go it's like they show all the coolest places mm-hmm. Of that mm-hmm. city or whatever, and it's really neat. I'll check it out. Switch gears, Monkey King. Okay. <laughs> Why, Alex, are there like 50 Monkey King movies? <laughs> <laughs> Um, we try to compare, we try to, because Monkey King is one of the four classic Chinese literature pieces, mm, mm. right? That's like the four pillars of Chinese literature. And they all have their reasons why they are, for each of them, that they're so important because mm. they have their different historic implications and because the literature achievement is this, this, and that, whatever. But I think Monkey King was the most popular because it speaks to both um the boys and girls and it's because he's kind of like a kid mm, to mm. his his shufu his the 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 monk mm. um so it kind of makes us feel it's super relatable the only difference between the kids and monkey king is that we don't have the fur that could make duplicates of our of his own and we can't we don't have a stick in our ear that could become a weapon <laughs> and we can't we can't travel 10,000 miles just in one flip that's the only difference other than that it's just like another kid you know and he's very so, silly yeah he's always yeah. like doing something he's not supposed to be doing and he's always poking poking fun at his fellow traveling buddies you know and so i guess for that reason monkey king has always had a, a much broader audience since uh you know it became the it became a tv show in the late uh 80s yeah I, I think i've was- seen like three or four of those you know they're really really funny i actually have a friend his name is nathan he lives in beijing and he's like no that's the only one and like when the movies i, I agree i agree when, with nathan i don't know nathan but i agree with nathan yeah, when, when when a new, <laughs> new movie comes out and like what did you think of the movie no it's not as good as the no. tv show <laughs> and he t- and apparently the actor from the 1980s TV show lived in his house with monkeys so that he could like learn how they move and practice like yeah. having the same fidgets and twitches and like mannerisms yep. as them so that he would be like a monkey. It's so it was that that version, the 1986 version was super, super classic because so uh, one, I don't know if you're familiar with picking opera. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. In picking. Oh, I've seen okay. quite a few. Yeah. It, uh, and picking operas, so you know, they're different. We call them professions. There's the clowns, mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. the young girls and the, the, the generals and stuff. And so the, the, uh, people that play monkeys in picking operas actually sort of, uh, like a, a, a side track as well. So there is, has been a group of people. We call it the, the monkey drama, Hoshi. Mm. And so that actor's family 
traditionally all like every generation they have someone who studies that kind of that line of art mm. within the peking opera so he already has the input he sort of knows how to portray a monkey on stage as a, as an uh um, an opera actor but when you go on tv it's super different so he was he spent a lot of time studying the monkeys like all mm. of these Later on, people who played Monkey King, they were studying him, but he was studying actual monkeys. And he he basically created the whole acting method mm. of how to, you know, uh, illustrate human emotions through sort of like monkey behaviors and stuff. So it was that was really I don't know how many people still have that patience nowadays to really just sit down and really try to study for what they need to mm. what they need to to illustrate and, and demonstrate on tv now i sound like an, an old person just not liking new things <laughs> you know what's really you're, i think you're right because like most of the monkey king movies that come out the actors behave a lot like that actor it's like they're yeah you know, they're copies of him to some extent they're like trying to emulate him to is whatever degree that they're personally capable of and yeah and he was the original he was like the person who was like okay this is what Monkey King, this is how we're going to portray yeah. him. And I think on the New Year Gala of the Year of uh, Monkey, he came out and I think the whole country was probably crying like, ah, it's him when he came on stage. <laughs> oh, I, I actually didn't know that. So that's amazing. Okay, well, um, there's a lot to cover. You know, I want to talk about movies that people watch in China. You know, and a lot of uh -huh. people in America are going to be like, okay, what American movies are popular in China? But actually, I want to go a different route first. Yeah. And that is Korean dramas. <laughs> yes. Every, especially girls, or la sorry, sorry, women, every lady I know loves Korean dramas. Why is that, Alex? It's, um, <laughs> I mean, because those, 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 uh, those uh, plots probably won't happen in real life, so it kind of, you know, satisfies your fantasy a little bit. For the the amount of Korean drama I've watched in high school and in college, I have gotten so, at a certain point, I got so addicted to it, I would, if I start a show, and I'm like, oh, I want to keep watching, and I would finish a whole drama overnight, which means I am going to be skipping a lot. Wow. Like... Yeah, it'd be like finishing 32 mm. episodes in one night. I wouldn't sleep. Like, I would just watch all of it. I, I actually talk about this with my best friend in, in New York, and she's American, but she she loves Korean drama and Korean pop culture. Mm. And mm. I'm like, you are you are more Asian than I am by knowledge, because you could she would watch those Korean variety shows where there's like 40 people and she could identify them by name. And I'm just like, that's that's insane. To know that many people, that's not even part of your daily life. <laughs> but um, she said something. Mm. She said it's because it's very intricate. Because in the States, mm -hmm. I felt like, you know, when we're talking about romantic movies or romantic TV shows, there, it, I could be wrong, but I felt like there's always some kind of 
it has to be, it has to peak, it has to hit the rock bottom and it comes back up. And then there is a lot mm-hmm. of explicity in the language and the behavior. But Asian romantic drama is more like the first 10 episodes. They're just either trying to get to know each other or, or, or missing each other. And then, so like after mm-hmm. they drag you, tragically misunderstanding, right? Each other. And then when they drag you to like episode 15 and their, their little fingers, their pinkies touch and you're like, ah, okay so that that is it it's there needs to be this long story about how it takes you know there's a lot of chinese movies they were friends when they were and they kind of were like best friends when they were teenagers yeah and then they're separated by 10 years and then they're somehow still meant to be together I, I see this as like a, a trope in a lot of Chinese movies that your childhood <laughs> friends somehow very often needs to be like, you know, who you end up with later in life. There's a, this trope seems to be a lot of Chinese movies I've seen, including one of Joe Dongyu's movies. I was about to say, you're, it sounds like you're talking about her movie. In the, the movie that she did, I don't know who's going to, who's going to watch the movie, <laughs> but there's one movie that she does where actually she's getting married to someone else. Yeah. And then her childhood best friend who always loved her when they were young, mm-hmm. uh, was like, Oh no, I, I, I loved her. <laughs> and then the ending, I can't give it away because it's actually, it's a really big twist kind of thing. And you know, if you guys are going to watch Joe Dong Yu movies and you see this, you, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it for you. Don't spoil it, but I will say that it happens on a frozen river or a lake or something. <laughs> yeah. Or does it? Oh, I mean, because there's a kind of, there's a twist. There's a twist. Oh, I, cause I never finished that movie. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to check it out then. American movies. Yeah, yeah romantic I want to switch movies. up a little bit yeah. here. American movies that are popular in China. Anyone who is in Hollywood right now is like, okay, ears pe- peaked because they're trying to figure out how to make movies in China because China is the biggest <laughs> consumer of movies in the world now with the most amount of cinemas and the most amounts of tickets sold. And a lot of uh, Hollywood producers are like, how can we get into that market? So, yeah. Alex, let's, let's talk about what kind of Hollywood movies are exciting to Chinese folks. Oh, wow. I feel like I should charge money for giving this market <laughs> analysis. <laughs> um, of course, the, the the blockbusters, they always work because mm. it's... The Avengers. The Avengers or the <laughs> all of the Marvel movies. Uh, mm, mm. I recently went to see Dune mm, and mm. the amount of people that went to the cinema to watch this was just mind-boggling for me because I don't remember ever mm. seeing that many people because um, I went to an IMAX theater and there were so many people that were waiting to get tickets trying to watch the mm. screening mm. after the one that we were going to and um and of course there's a lot of like uh expats there as well so mm. Mm. blockbusters where it kind of focuses on you know the the discussing the future or something that's more fantastical i think that has a lot to mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. with what chinese culture appreciates we do appreciate mm. I know a lot of people are going to try to say the contrary, but we do appreciate imagination because if you if you've watched or if you you know what kind of TV shows or movies that were really popular. um, And I was just talking about this with my boyfriend the other day because he and a lot of my American friends, they really love the 70s and 80s Hong Kong kung fu movies where you actually mm. kind of just just fight, you know, you just do the the actual fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the 
literature and the film and TV works that were super popular in China actually were or those that involve like, you know, when people could uh, really almost kind of fly in the sky. And then if they poke mm. your pressure points, it does something to you. Um, Crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Yeah, and, that's yeah. an even more fantastical where like they would, mm-hmm. they would visualize the chi that you use to attack other people. So things like that. Yeah. yeah, super, yeah. Like we love that kind of stuff and that kind of stuff really gets people. To yeah. There are a lot of movies about Tai Chi where they animate like yeah. the powers that people so that you can s- visually see yeah. like when someone's being pushed away, like the wind is like really extremely over. All the, all the yeah. leaves are kind of being shaken off the ground. And we love that kind of fantastical stuff. That's why I think that's why Dune was very, very well received and all of the, even the Avengers and stuff. We love that kind of stuff. I, I personally love Dune. So when you talk about Dune, I'm just Same. like, I, wa- I watched the 1985, like David Lynch's Dune. And yeah. I, I, w- I was like, you know, everyone's like, what is it? It looks like plastic models and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is so amazing. And I watched it like 20, 20 <laughs> times as a kid. And then like when they were like, we're going to remake Dune, I was like, Oh my God. And then, you know, pandemic happened and like, I have to wait. I'm like, waiting, waiting. <laughs> when it came out, I saw it day one. Boom. Oh gosh. And I'm like so excited for when they release it to TV so I can watch it like 20 times again. Did you watch it? Did you watch it on, on IMAX first? Yeah, I did. I did. Oh man. It was so beautiful. Anyways, <laughs> you know, yeah, you're right. But you know what? Another, you going back to the Marvel comment, what's really interesting. And I don't even think Dune is as popular as Marvel because if you go into a Chinese movie theater, mm. there's going to be a 3D like yes. Spider-Man or a Thor or an Iron Man somewhere in the lobby there has to be one <laughs> there has to be one somewhere every in every cinema there's another funny story there about because my parents were not like movie goers they only started going to movies in recent years after I really, really pushed them. I said, you should, you have like three movie theaters within, I don't know, five minutes drive away from you guys. Mm. Why are you not going to the movies? Just go watch a movie. Mm. And so there was one time I took my mom to the Sunny to a movie theater. Mm. And like you said, there's all kinds of, there's the Transformers. It's not just Marvel heroes. Mm. There's Transformers. Mm. There's whatever. And that's when that year it was when Aquaman first came out. Mm. So they had a giant Aquaman in there. And I did not, because my mom is a very classy, traditional Chinese lady. I did not expect her to walk next to Aquaman. I looked up to Aquaman and said, that's a handsome man. And looked to me and said, <laughs> can you take a photo with me next to him? And Jason Momoa, if you ever hear this episode, my mom would like to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very good looking guy. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But yes, that there, there are a lot of figure not figurines, but big, big yeah. 3D. And they're kind of a figurine. It's just a massive figurine. That is a good word for it. But I mean, yeah, they're, they're huge. <laughs> you, you know what I was surprised by? You could, because China likes, you know, what you're saying. Big blockbuster, very high, you know, cr- very creative, very special effecty movies. I thought Star Wars would be more popular. And like my wife and her friends, they went to watch Star Wars and they were like, why do the guys in the white costumes miss miss everybody? <laughs> like, aren't they supposed to be these super soldiers? But like, this is the future kind of and like, yeah. like everywhere they shoot is not where someone is. And they were like, thought it was funny and comical and stupid. And they were like, I don't like that. So I was like, oh, no, I'm going to show you Star Wars. <laughs> so I put on Star Wars, the original one. And then I realized, oh, 
you know, if you're not already into Star Wars, maybe this is boring because there's like 40 minutes of two robots rolling through the desert cracking jokes. And she's like, this is so boring, Jason. You did not show me that Star Wars was great. This is this is garbage. Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with the, the time that Star Wars came out because it mm, came out mm. in the 1970s. And back then, that was mm. kind of cutting edge and the story yeah. was very imaginative. And it, of course, it developed kind of a not a cult following. But back then, it was something that's so different, so new. But Hmm. For Chinese people, it's kind of like, it's like we have, like I said, we have our fantastical world that we all know. And when we were a little, have you heard, I'm sure you've heard of the the white snake and the, and the yeah, green yeah, snake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So, I saw the cartoon can, one that came out like about three or four years ago. There's a new one that just came out on Netflix and we're yet to watch it. We, we're we're going to watch it. Mm. But if you ask uh, your wife... I'm pretty sure when she was a young girl, she did the same thing I did. We all pretended we were either the white snake or the, or the green snake. And we all do this little, little rolling around of our two fingers and, and pointing at our temples and then shoot out at somebody. We've all done that. So <laughs> I, I guess we have a higher standard for, for any power that's not real life power. So that's probably why she didn't find Star Wars too interesting uh, when she mm. first watched it. Maybe start with uh, The Force Awakens or something and then go back. I think it's 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 too late at this point. Like, I, you know, I just go watch Star Wars by myself. And then she walks into the room. Why are you watching Star Wars again? And I'm just like, I you like know. And this is, epi- this is episode, you know, whatever. And she's like, didn't you just watch Star Wars? That was episode <laughs> such and such. And- it all looks the same. <laughs> it's a different movie. Yeah, to her, it's just people with like lightsabers running around and a bunch of people in white suits missing everyone all the time. <laughs> they're That's silly, all it though, is they're silly. But, but yeah, we, we, I think Star Wars still has this cult following here in China and little, you know, groups and stuff. But we're, I think it's one of the good things. And I think we're going to touch on that as well. But I, um, you know, there, it's a lot more sci-fi movies in recent years which was to my surprise as well Disney spends a lot of money trying to crack into the the Chinese market and uh, they put a lot of money and a lot of emphasis on this new real life Mulan and then it was just like yeah that was okay (sighs) how did you feel about the remaking of Mulan I don't know if it's okay for me to, I mean, if you could talk about Ben Affleck, I could talk about this movie. I, (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, you know, I know Disney is making a Chinese movie. That's okay. You either go sort of the really high artistic style, or you want to follow what real life really is, Mm. or if you want to respect the story, uh, that's, you know, either or it's okay, but it's really hard to do both at the same mm. time. This new Mulan for me, it's like, yes, there's a lot of, it's a huge budget. It's $260 million budget because I looked it up after watching <laughs> it. Um, and I'm like, first off, the, the parents in, in the opening scene, nobody, no Chinese parents talk to their kid that way. Ancient China or now, nobody's going to be like, Mulan. Get a, what did she say? Mulan, get a grip of her, get hold of yourself. And it would be like, all of your parents would be like, calm down, come back. Like, 
it's not very Chinese. And then from me, I am I'm a a Chinese person, b an annoying Virgo. So I am really picky about details. When I'm like, this outfit does not match which era that story happened. Yeah, I heard so many people say stuff like that. Yeah. Oh my god! And then the place that they put the story is not even the place where the story actually happened. And I was like, you know what? I could forgive. All of that. It's okay. I could forgive all of that. I've seen American TV shows say that Shaolin Temple is in Hainan Province with like Guangxi landscape in it. I could forgive all of it, but I'm just like maybe just make it look like you know it's it doesn't look like the color palette just kind of puked on stage where everybody just went. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. I I had such strong feelings and I felt like it it had a really good cast and it had a really good in, intention but it just didn't it just did not come together. It really did not come together and then the fact that it we kind of took away the reason why she was really um, going to join the army, yeah, which was yeah. for her father. father. And then, right, in the end of this version, it kind of became like she was just trying to protect the emperor. Like she's, you know, I I don't know. I just felt like it was it was not there. So it didn't do too well in China either, kind of. But let's just take a step back and, you know, then take a step forward. Now we're cha-chaing. What about the cartoon? Were you a fan of the Mulan cartoon? I did not watch the Mulan cartoon when I was in China. Oh, Yeah, wow. I only sort of watched it and i mean i knew the songs i knew every word of it because i love like disney songs and broadway musicals <laughs> and so i know i knew the songs and stuff but apparently the songs were really popular and then she had the mushu that little dragon the little sidekick mm, character mm. that was very very adorable mm. and they got rid of that in the live action remake mm. as well so they kind of just took away the the things that are super uh, uh appreciated by the fans in that in that movie i don't know did you watch the yeah when i was a kid i watched i liked it because you know i was a kid you know every cartoon when you're a kid is like fantastic switch gears a little bit. It seems like lately in America, there's a celebration that a lot of uh, Asian actors are breaking through and starting to... A lot of people point to Crazy Rich Asians. Did you see this movie? I actually did. And what did you think? That movie, when it came out, it was under so much discussion. Um, but it was one of the major all Asian cast movies. So I was like, I'm going to go and watch it and support it. I didn't have a, a lot of expectation going into it. And it didn't disappoint me in that way. Like um, the plot was kind of old plot that if you have seen a lot of the Taiwanese drama or, or Asian, mm. just Asian drama in general. There's that plot was kind of, was kind of the poor person trying to marry into the rich family. Yeah. And then not even like trying, like she just happens to be because she has this quality in yeah. her. And then that attracted right, 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 right. The, the, the rich guy. And there's, you know, the merging of the two worlds and there all the struggles that come with that kind of journey, which was like, you know, whatever. It's okay. But overall, I think it was, it was a decent movie. It was. Uh, you know the structures were okay and there's nothing too cringeworthy in there and then (laughs) (laughs) you know i i i I do want to because i wanted to support you know uh asian asian cinema and i was like okay i'll watch it and and i really didn't i didn't hate it it's just it's not a movie to be rewatched or or revisited like we do with star wars 
I have a friend, his name is Pat. He's a uh, um, American-born Chinese, and he loved it. He was like, this is the greatest movie of all time. And he was he was going off on it. He's like, how, didn't you like it, Jason? He was like, you know, <laughs> in- anticipating that I was going to think, I was like, yeah, it was good. And he's like, oh my gosh, it was so great. He just went <laughs> off and off. And like, I was like, okay, cool, cool. Calm Pat, down a little know. bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think maybe it was ex- received by, you know, Asians in America in a different way because maybe the cultural implications of being Asian in America were like, you know, it was like a breakthrough because a lot of just Americans watched it and liked it. And it kind of cast aside a lot of biases that maybe Americans have about Asia, you know, and it showed that there's opulence and there's like modernity and stuff in a way that a lot of movies hadn't portrayed before. So, I mean, I thought the movie was okay, but I know a lot of my American like, Asian friends who were, you know, grow, grew up there really liked it a lot because they felt that was a cultural milestone for the the way that Definite they life. were perceived in the in the country. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, and, and and that's why I watched it for mm. that reason. But if we're talking about sort mm. of portraying um, Asian culture, I don't know if you watched this movie called The Farewell. I don't think so. I have. I I, I strongly suggest um, The Farewell. I mean, you should watch it. The farewell. So I, that's, it's, it's funny. I didn't want to watch this movie for the longest time because I actually heard the story for the first time on this American life, the podcast where a Chinese American girl, uh, she was, uh, I think, uh, uh, I think she was a podcast producer actually found out about her grandma who's in China, uh, was diagnosed with cancer mm. and she went through this whole, kind of a battle with her family back in China, even her parents that are, because she's second generation, even with her family in, China, in, in in the States about, should we keep this from her? Or are we going to tell her that she's got cancer and mm. she might die? And from her perspective, she couldn't understand it. And then the whole movie really kind of just shows you how these two sides try to make the other party understand their reason for thinking this Mm. way. And the story happens. I didn't want to watch it in the beginning because when the story was done on this American life, I, I really, Oh my God, I loved it so much. I listened it on the subway. I listened to it on the subway and it happens in my hometown. Mm. It happens in Changchun. The story is from Dongbei. Mm. And so when I heard that the movie, uh, the story was made into a movie, I was like, I am very scared, you know, like, cause if it, if it's a movie, it's a story like crazy rich Asians. Like, I know it's not going to happen to me. I don't think I'm going to ever going to attract like a, a billionaire person from uh, <laughs> Singapore or wherever. So it could, they could do whatever they want with the story as long as ju- it justifies the logic. I'm okay with it. My hometown is not a super international city mm, mm, how mm. are you going to portray it in the movie i pushed off on watching it for the longest time and my boyfriend really pushed me to 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 watch it because he was like it's really good just watch it for a little bit and see if you like it if you don't like it we could turn it off and i watched it and it actually of course there are flaws but i think in terms of movies about uh a, a sort of a chinese or mostly chinese story from uh another perspective this is probably the best movie about the conflicts between Chinese culture and Western Mm. culture that was done in a very, very moderate, very soft way. It was, I I just watch it. I I really recommend Mm. watching it. I think it's, it's going to, yeah, I think it's going to help a lot of people understand both sides. And what, when was this made? How is this recent? This was 2017 or 2016. Mm. 
Well, I'll give it a shot for sure. You know, I wanted to mention, you say your boyfriend said, watch it a little bit and see if you like it. My wife tries that trick too sometimes when she wants me to watch a, a movie. <laughs> and But the thing is, if after 20 minutes, I'm like, yeah, let's turn it off. She's like, what? No, I didn't say. No, no, no. You have to watch it now. We're already 20 minutes in. So <laughs> if she says, watch it a little bit and see if you like it, she, what she really means is you're going to watch this now. <laughs> whole, we're going to watch this whole thing. Yeah, we're watching this. You don't have a say. Let's, let's turn it on right now. <laughs> So I'm sure she's showing you good <laughs> stuff though. There was a movie called The Karate Kid, and there was one done in the 1980s. And yeah. uh, it's got a Japanese actor. And uh, it's about this boy who falls in love with this girl and like then somehow karate ends up in there. And then he's like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's you know, it's a very classic movie for people in my generation. Yeah. They made a whole TV show out. Anyways, there was a remake of it uh, yeah. where Jackie Chan becomes the, you know, guy teaching the young boy how to use like in, in this movie Kung Fu. And, you know, it's a little confusing because karate is like kind of Japanese and yeah, kung fu is is chinese. is chinese and maybe karate comes from kung fu like historically or something but like you know i guess they were just trying to t- keep the name because it already had like a connotation or whatever but yeah. you know the reason i bring this movie up is it came out around the same time i moved to beijing and it the movie takes place in beijing and so i really liked the movie I know a lot of people thought, oh, they're they're walking on holy ground here by remaking a 1980s movie, right? But I thought, yeah. oh, wow, you know, this kind of shows me a lot of the stuff I'm seeing in my daily life. And I actually really liked, I thought the movie was really good. I liked the original and I liked the remake. And I thought, you know, uh, Jackie Chan did a, a fantastic job uh, in, in the movie. I too. really, I really liked that movie. And the funny thing is, I think that movie, the English title of that movie is also called The Karate Kid. And so when I first moved to the States, when everybody was talking about The Karate Kid, The Karate Kid, I thought they were talking about that movie. I did not know that I didn't watch the original Karate Kid until like much mm-hmm. later on. But I just love that movie because I watched it. Uh, before I had, you know, all this exposure to who's who in the in the show business in America, but when I rewatched mm, it years mm. ago, I was like, oh my god, it's Taraki Hansen. I love her. I'm like, she's great. I didn't know. I didn't even realize she was in that movie. And, and Wait, who who uh, Taraji P Henson? It's just a, an actress that I really really like, and she's uh, the mom of uh, of uh, uh, who Jaden Smith was playing. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And I don't. I don't know. I think. I think Jackie Chan makes a better Kung Fu master. I don't know. Personal opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Fighting words. I think that I think they both did a really good job of being actors in the Mr. Miyagi. Obviously, I think Mr. Miyagi is probably not as masterful of an actual like uh, artist of martial arts. Obviously, Jackie Chan is like one of the top two or three best martial artists on earth. So like. I mean, he's in, we mentioned earlier, he's 60s, so maybe he wouldn't necessarily win in a match today with someone, like, who's younger or whatever, but, like, he does all of his own stunts, (laughs) and he fights with ladders and stuff, like, he picks up buckets off of the floor, it's amazing, like, the stuff that he can do. Like, I'm sure Mr. Miyagi's cool and stuff, and his balance is good, Yeah, Jackie is a different story. (laughs) In terms of Kung Fu, yeah. Okay, so, you know, we have this thing in China where we have, like, a 
box to watch movies on. Do you have one of these in your home? You mean the the kind of the Xiaomi Xiaomi box or something? Yes, like I have. I, that's the brand I have too. Not everyone has a Xiaomi, so I have a Xiaomi box. And on the Xiaomi box, it's connected to the TV. You know, in America, they have cable or they have Netflix or they have like I guess you use YouTube now to watch movies. I'm not, I think and then there's they use, Disney Plus. Yeah, and yeah, there's so many of them. But in China, we have these little like a uh, boxes to watch movies and oh, TV too. Okay, so it's so complicated. I know. And it's little, you have TV, and you can watch TV again through this little box. Yeah. And then you can also watch TV on demand on these little boxes. Yeah. But you can also use it to watch movies. And when you open it, you can pay a different service inside the box <laughs> to watch movies. I, actually, I'm not even sure why it works this way, but it just does. There's Indian movies, and there's hundreds of them. There's Japanese <laughs> movies. There's hundreds of them. There's like Korean movies. Uh, it must be thousands of them. There's Chinese movies, and there's thousands. You can go click by the year, click by the nation it was made. The genre, click, the you, theme. You could click the actor, and then all their movies appear. And it's like, okay, here's the list of every movie that Arnold Schwarzenegger has ever been in. And yes. like, you know, Amer there's tons of, they have England on my box specifically the, the service I use specifically and then you have America you can go by like Australia and Canada too and so if I want to watch an American movie from the 1970s it's no problem so a lot of people in America get this idea that oh no in China you can't watch I can watch whatever I want this is not illegal or anything this is something I just buy on like Taobao and comes to my house and you know the Xiaomi is a huge company and like yeah I can just I can watch Anything. I can watch Star Wars on demand. I can watch Terminator 2 on demand. I can watch anything, even political movies. Everything. And mine is a little, well, I think mine is a little more updated and advanced ooh. because it's a, ooh, it's a really nice projector uh. that's integrated with that whole smart uh, internet TV, whatever you'll call it, you know, so the system. And it has a Harman speaker on it. So it's like speaker and projector and all of that all together. And it's one device and it's it's portable. Um, it has a built-in battery that lasts for three hours. And so I, I because we were, my boyfriend was like looking for movies to watch and he was like, oh, well, I'm not going to be able to find him. Like, hold on. I just need to, all I need to do is to look up the translation of the movie title and let's see if I have it. And most of the time we were just, we were able to find whatever movie we're looking for the most, not obscure, but because a lot of people are like, oh, it's only, even I thought it was only kind of like major theater Hollywood mm -hmm. movies that are going to be on these services and we were trying to watch uh he was making me watch uh tears of the sun yeah, yeah, the other yeah. day and i was Bruce like Willis. oh let me guess the translation yeah i was like let me guess the guess the translation i was like oh tears of the sun and it came up and he was like that's on the system he's like i don't understand what people are talking about that chinese people don't have access to to different kinds of movies. We actually have a pool now that with this kind of um, system, of whatever technology, it's it's really easy. And that honestly, sometimes I would wait for some of the theater releases to go on these systems so that I could just watch at home because I have an entire wall that's empty and it's like my personal IMAX. This doesn't prove our point about how accessible movies are, but I want to say I got my movie education in China because I was like, okay, maybe I haven't seen all the classic movies. So I was like starting to watch all the famous movies from the 1950s. And I was like, all right, 
what was famous in the 40s? I suddenly I had seen like movies from the 20s and 30s and 40s. And I'm not talking about a few. I mean, I was like, okay, all right, it's time for like this actor. I'm going to just watch all of their movies now because you can click on the actor or the actress <laughs> and just like, okay, it's time. And all of their movies come up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And so I watched a ton of these classic movies here in China because of the accessibility and availability of these movies. Well, again, we've used up all of the time that we have. It is always a great pleasure to speak with you, Alex. I hope that we've helped bridge cultural divides today. And I hope we'll continue to do so. And pleasure speaking with you too, Jason. Talk to you soon. I'll see you next time.